Hey, welcome back, welcome back to Snooze and Booze. This is episode 19. We're here on Sunday the 15th, I think. 15th? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Wait, is um, it? 16th, I'm sorry. 16th, alright. There you go. I always got the dates messed up. Uh, and today we're all drinking um, Heineken's. Heineken's, Heineken's. I think like dove deep into our stash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, money's tight, folks. Money's tight. Uh, actually, I just had a family reunion yesterday. Well, my wife's family reunion. Mm-hmm. And all the money went to you know, buying beers over there and oh, all that okay, kind of crap. Gotcha. So um, so that, that's about it. Uh, so how you been, Lofi? How you been for the week? Uh, just hung over, man. Oh, yeah? One of them days, man. <laughs> just partying going hard every day or what? So, no, not really. Just one night. Just Oh, okay. Night. Last night? Yeah. Anything special or anything cool? Uh, it was a friend's birthday. Had a little party over in the Inland Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's always a bit of a drive. That so, means you slept over. That means yeah, you could go yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah I know, know how that goes. It's a, about a bottle of rum. Cracking yeah. rum, actually. Oh, okay. It was yeah. really cracking. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just a crack. <coughs> yeah. The next morning, it's like, oh, please, right. please stop. Yeah. Uh, before we go further, let's introduce our guest for today. Uh, we're joined by Mr. Brandon Medell over here. This is our oh, little cousin. Right. Our little cousin. Say hello, Brandon. You got to have to speak up because you're back there. Glad to be here. All right, first tell me, timer. Tell me, have you Long listened to the show before? Or no? Yeah, actually, I have. I, I actually listened with my girlfriend last time we came swimming. Love told us about it. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, let's check this out." So then, um, right after we had the pool, we went to go to Del Caesars and then download the app. Yeah. Started listening first episode, and we actually liked it. Yeah, you liked it. Yeah. How, uh, how, is this is your first podcast that you listen to, or have you listened to other ones before? Actually, no, I haven't. No. Uh, I mean, I've heard a podcast. Good, because that means you have nothing to compare it to, so no, we don't suck that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna hear other shit like, "Oh, this is how it's supposed to sound." Like, you know, you're gonna hear shit like that. My version to this. First for everything. Yeah, good to go, man. Good to go. Um, so what's gonna call it? So what you uh, what do you think of the episode so far? Are you interested in like the conversations or? Or what do you like about about it so far? Or, or even critiques. Like, what do you think we should do to change it up or, or improve? Actually, I mean, I'm only listening to the first episode. I was listening, listening to little bits of it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, so for the most part, it actually sounds pretty good. I mean, you guys have some good topics to talk about. Yeah. Um, I kind of listen to some of them made me laugh. You know, I think <laughs> and some of the things that you guys talk about, it's kind of more of an insight thing. Yeah. Do you, you guys only know and then other people don't really understand. But, I mean, I, I, I understand because I know how the family is. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh the uh, the uh, forever on mushrooms topics <laughs> like that's a most of our, everyone's conversations usually go like that when we're in the cousins like the lead, segue into leading like uh, everyone's on hallucinogens that's what I always used to think <laughs> when I was a kid growing up before you could even drink or anything like that like you know probably how you were with our generation yeah. when I was looking at TV I was like oh man what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> I don't know but it's awesome you know must like, be some <laughs> mature adult stuff that yeah I'm that's not how I always felt about it you know <laughs> how old are you Brendan? Uh, 24. 24, man. That's crazy. Yeah, nice. man. That's crazy because, uh, shit, man. I remember when you were a kid. Because you were, I was a little kid, and then when you came along, you were the little kid. You became the new little kid, you know? Yeah. So you're <laughs> the new little kid. The little kids on the block. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's crazy. 24. Man, that's yeah. old as shit. I remember when I was 24. <laughs> that's why you always go back to, like, damn, I felt old as fuck when I was 24, but now in comparison, everything's always so young. It's all relative, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Tell I, you're I, young, I know we weren't really that off. And you're my age, relative. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe like five, six years, right? Yeah, about five, six years, yeah. I remember there was a picture, and I still had it, like, of us. I remember you were, like, you were into boxing or whatnot. Oh, know? really? Yeah. And then I was, like, right there flexing with you, and, like, you are right over me, just <laughs> way bigger than me. <laughs> I don't remember that picture at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, I gotta bring it in, man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty a good funny. One. Yeah, yeah. Back when I was uh, staying at your pad. Or, yeah, I remember, yeah. Oh, wow, man. That's Yeah, well, that was back when I was doing that. I think I was, like, 10, 11. So, yeah, I was around that age when I was... When I was 
<laughs> doing the boxing gym in quotation marks. All you're doing is just beating up or getting beat up by other kids, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, you kind of you learn what you're doing eventually, but you know, that's kind of funny. Uh, what's gonna call it? Damn, man, that is a while ago. It, it it doesn't. You know, I remember when I when I first got to the Marines, um, the age thing. That's when it really started to like, because you usually stay within your age group within two to three years of your age group. That's mm-hmm. how you're. But I remember when I got to the Marines, that's when it really went all out the window. Like, uh, you know, like oh, we're all little kids inside. <laughs> you know, that, like I remember my, one of my best friends, Quadra. I don't know if you guys met him before, but. Um, he, when I joined, I was 19. He was like 27, 28. So he was the old man on campus. Like, mm-hmm. He already had a wife and kids and all that stuff. And uh, and then I was like, like, oh, I pictured someone that's almost 30 just to act differently. But it didn't hit me like, oh, he's just he's immature as fuck as I am. You know? <laughs> Once you're out there drinking, getting drunk, and just having fun or whatever, the topics are all the same. All the conversations mm-hmm. are all the same, you know. And that whole age, what, I guess after 21, really, you know, in general, after 21, once you start drinking at bars, the age thing kind of goes away, and everyone's just having a good time. Yeah, you just kind of blend together. Like once yeah. you get to that point. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you blend together because it's the same thing now when you go to bars and you and you're hanging out and you meet some older dude that's just you're having a conversation with some guy and it's and it's interesting, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a cool dude. And the age thing never comes up. It, right. it never comes up that, like, when you were in high school, he was, like, he wouldn't even thought twice about oh, right, saying right. what's up to you or something like that, you know? But, I mean, when you're that young, everything, you perceive everything differently, Absolutely, you know? Absolutely, yeah. There's this funny meme that I that I had where it's like, oh, uh, uh, I like, I missed my 20s. You know, I'm now in 30, I missed my 20s until I hang out with 20-year-olds. I'm like, nope, I'm 30, and you know, <laughs> like that. Yeah, 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 I hear you, man. Yeah, kind of, it's kind of like that. Uh, so Brandon, tell me about yourself. What are you doing now with your, uh, you know, you're 24 years old. What's a, what's a young, what's a young viral man into like I don't know. Like, what are you into these days? Yeah, like, you know. What's this generation like? Smoking, choking, drink. No, no. <laughs> what's happening? Shooting, <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> nah, man. I'm just uh, right now. I'm working a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, work and then relationship. You know. Where uh, where are you working at? Uh, I'm a shipping coordinator for some Taiwanese company in Carson called Tatong. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not that big here, but it's like a big, big, super big company in Taiwan. And the, the southeastern. Yeah. Cheap, yeah. Uh, they mainly make like rice cooking and stuff. Oh, that sounds racist as shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even going away from the stereotype. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. Are there a lot of, like, Asian workers with you work with? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you picked up anything? Any Taiwanese or dirty Chinese, as they call nah, it? No. They talk too fast, man. Uh, I just talked to, to, to some of my coworkers that have been there forever, and I told them, hey, man, have you learned anything yet? Like, nope, I have not picked up one word. I've been here for 10, 15 years. Do you work with anybody from um, from the family? Or, like, I remember back in Caesars, you used to, right? No, Domino's? Yeah, a Domino's, yeah. excuse me. Did you work with anyone in the family in this one, or this is just all you on your no, own? No, that's all me. When, oh. I, when I was a, a domino, I started bringing in my friends and blah. Like, yeah, yeah. Started just recruiting people that I knew, so it was like a fun. How, how old were you when you were doing that? Because I did the exact same thing when I was in high school when I was working at McDonald's and uh, Spencer's. I used to just bring in my friends and family and all that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and it was and it's a bad idea when they start letting you do that. Because you're just gonna, I'm just, I don't, the whole shift I was fucking around with my homies. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, um, how old are you when you were working at the Little Caesars thing? Uh, well, started working out when I was eighteen. Yeah, I was eighteen, and then I, like right before I turned nineteen, I got promoted to assistant manager, and then that's when I started calling the shots. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Started bringing in my friends and then running shifts with them. It was tight, and I mean. They, they don't know where I scale so much free food. Same here. <laughs> same uh, exactly. I gave up so much free food. I used to hook up my friends. And then at the same time, we'll make some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, have you ever heard of um, what's that, uh, Epic Meal Time? Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we used to try our own shit and like, yeah. make our own Epic Meal Time. We'll do like sick ass amount of ingredients. Yeah. 
like so much, like it's too, it's too many times too, because it got to the point where I, my general manager was like, "Hey man, we're wasting too much food. <laughs> my, labor, my, my food cost is high." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know, man." Oh man, and it's these guys. I'll talk to them, and you're yeah. really like, "Oh my god." No, I think that's everybody that works. Cause same thing when I was at McDonald's, I used to make like Big Mac McChicken. Just make your own shit up, you know. Big Mac McChicken. Yeah, I like just, that. yeah. I don't know. Just make, or it's like a chicken nugget boxes, but just nothing but McChicken patties, you know, like big ass McChicken. You know, right. shit like that. I think you just you do that because you're bored, and at the same time, you're just like you have to get creative somehow. And you know, it's fast food, man. Who gives a shit? That's kind of the mentality you have behind your head, you know. Yeah. And then mm. you feel like they're ripping you off. You're working. You deserve way more than what you're making with, especially yeah, exactly. with fast food, just because it's hot as shit and it's it's always rush hour and all that time. Oh, I mean, think about like all the food that you have to end up throwing at the end of the day. You know, dude, you used to have one of my like dream jobs. If I was a millionaire, I always wanted to own a, or work at an ice cream shop. And you used to work at Baskin Robbins. That's right. That was my first job. Dude, yeah, that's dude. That's like for me. Like, there's like two things that I wouldn't mind if I was like millionaire and I'd still want to work. Uh-huh. Maybe ice cream truck driver or work at an ice cream shop. Or, uh, like, the fruit man. <laughs> I just think oh. that'd be awesome just all day chilling. Or I'd be giving away free food to all the non-white kids, you know? Like, oh. I, yeah, that's how it would be, dude. Like, uh, how was oh. that working at Best Friend? Was it was it not as glamorous as I think in my head? Or uh, was... Would you describe it as chill? Uh, I mean... <laughs> that's nice, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess just, like, working with, like, any, you know, uh, food-related... In the food industry, you still have to, you know, be careful or whatever. You know? Yeah. But other than that... um. Other than, like, my boss being a perf, so, like, my female co-workers. Uh, That's funny. Like, just for me personally, like, you know, it was cool. Yeah. Just, you know, dealing with customers, you know. Sometimes you get the bad ones on a bad day, you know. But, yeah. Besides uh, that, you know, um, there was this one time <clears throat> where my bosses had to go to, like, some seminar. Uh, and they pretty much just let me and, like, two other people, like, we were just the ones there all day. Right we didn't have, store? like, any, uh, you know, supervision. So we were doing the same thing, just making all these, like, weird, like, ice cream concoctions. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, like, uh, make me a banana split, put in a brownie, put, like, you know, like, ten different <laughs> toppings. It's like, took, like, a couple of bites, and it's like, oh, Never mind. make me something else. <laughs> 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 but just, like, the only downside is that I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> man, like, oh, man, to say the least, it was, uh... It would like kind of like kick in like the worst possible time. Yeah, I just like feel the bubble guts. Like, oh, would you consider it a shitty shit? Oh, I like that. Well put, well put. <laughs> oh my god, one more and you're done. <laughs> one more bad pun and you're inside your room for like five minutes. Oh my god, that was, that was but uh, yeah, uh, like sometimes you know that would be my lunch. It'd be like a uh, maybe a banana split. Yeah, and you know, like I'd be eating like. It'd be heaven, man. I know I shouldn't, but I did it, you know? That's funny, man. But an hour or two into the shit, like, ooh, ooh. I just feel like my stomach churning, like, man, this isn't going to end well. Like, <laughs> man, I hope, like, my brain's coming up, something, because, yeah, you guys got to get out, you know? Were you ever, that that ever happened to you when you were alone on shift? Oh, uh, no, we were never alone. There would always oh, okay. have to be at least one other person and, you know, one of the managers. We had to. Oh, okay, I so, gotcha. But, like, l- luckily, it never got, you know, to the point where... I had like you know like a you know shitty day. You know? That's that's almost like um, nah, it's not. I was gonna compare it to like heroin addicts. I mean, you have to oh, force no. to work there. Never mind. That's a no. bad example. <laughs> Sorry to any heroin and recovery <laughs> addicts out there that like uh, no cheap shots. No, dude, anymore. you were you work at ice cream shop. It's not even close to the same thing. My bad. My I bad. mean, it was heroin to some people. Some people like really take their ice cream very very seriously. Yeah. Like yeah, man. Like like dude, are you really tripping off of like? Well, because you know we had to like weigh the scoops at least like in the beginning. Yeah. You know, when I was starting, we had to like weigh them. So they wanted a small size, you know, we had to, like, measure the scoop. Wow. Make sure that it wasn't over. 
And, uh, like, I remember there was this one time, like, this uh, gentleman and his son, they came to get some ice cream. Yeah. And they saw me weigh it. And they were like, oh, man, like, why are you ripping me off, man? I was like, hey, I got I to gotta do it, you know? Like, it's nothing personal. And they're just kind of looking like, like, oh, really, man? Like, you're doing this? Like, I'm going to get fired. Like, what do you want from me? That's my first day. That's <laughs> my first day. Damn. And, um, yeah, like, but, you know, uh, uh, like, <clears throat> we also, like, made, uh, like, you know, like, pints and quarts, you know, for people. Like, yeah. custom. You know, you could buy the ones that are already, you know, pre-made. But also, you know, if you want to get, like, fresh ice cream, whatever, you right, can make right. it, you know, however you want. Same thing. We had to, like, weigh it. It's like, oh, man, I hope they really turn around while I do this. Oh, man, that's funny, Because, you know, like, my boss, like, checks. And I remember, oh, that same time that, you know, I had to, like, weigh the scoops in front of, like, the guy in the yeah. sun. Like, my boss came out. Because I think at some point I was just like, oh, fuck, yeah, fine, you know. I just gave, like, a big scoop, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Then he comes out of the back. He takes it. And he weighs it in front of me. It's like, oh, this one's, like, over... Yeah. However many grams. Jesus. Grams, man. Yeah. Then it's like talking to the guys, like, hey, that's the way it is. You know, yeah, you want yeah. more, you got to pay for it. That's like, crazy. I'm just trying to not look like a dick. You know, that's it's like, like it's, the, he's like the John Taffer of ice cream. You know, the dude that does bar rescue when he weighs all the shots or oh, gotcha. measures them. Yeah. Yeah, man. Super like soup Nazi is like ice cream. Yeah, Nazi, absolutely. Like, uh, how about you, Brandon? Any like bad experiences like that uh, when you were at Domino's? Oh, yeah, man. I used to hate when my. St- my supervisor would come in. Yeah. The gen- uh, general, like, uh, fix your manager. I mean, I wouldn't have a hard time, but he would get Vlad. Yeah, Vlad is our other cousin. Vlad yeah. would not, like, he don't care if your supervisor, the owner, he'll, he'll, he'll be a smart aleck with you. Yeah, of course, yeah. He's, like, it'll be like they're working, you know, stretching pizza, and then, like, they say he's putting too much cheese on a, on someone's pie, you know? Yeah. Like, I was like, hey, man, you need to weigh that. Nah, nah, it's cool. <laughs> it's, it's still continuing. <laughs> I love that. I love that kind of attitude. I had a buddy of mine. Uh, actually, I never had a bad boss. I only had one bad boss, really, up until recently. And it was always that same mentality that I took from high school that I took into my workshop. Like, make friends with your teachers. You know, that's the first thing mm. you do. Make friends with teachers, and you'll be straight. I always had the kind of the same mentality for my for my work ethics. And I, But I only had one bad boss. But when in the Marines, everyone is your bad boss. Cause, you know, oh, gotcha. But I had one, my buddy Wang, he had that very similar, like, I have a don't, I don't give a shit attitude, but Wang was uh, one of those guys who would, like, he had a fuck you attitude, you know, oh, that I kind see. of thing. And so he took it to another level, and I just love, like, anytime there's, like, a what they call it working parties where you got to go do something, uh, you got, you know, like, whatever shit job it is, menial job, you got to go, and anytime he was on there, like, I oh, I'm going with that one, I'm going with him, so I'm going, because I just love... Because they usually put someone who's just like a, a rank above you in charge mm-hmm. to, you know, supervise or order you around. And he, and he was a guy who, when I met him, he had like a year left. So he was just like out the door, backpacks oh, gotcha. off, fuck this. And keep in mind, we were in Iraq when this happened. And some we were doing some bullshit over there, like filling Hesco bears. They're the, like, you're basically filling giant, giant, uh, giant trash cans full of dirt just so, you know, when like the bombs hit you a rocket eggs, you know, or oh, right. bears, that's what they're called. So we were doing that and it just sucks at labor. But one of the time he just, he's kind of like taking a break or whatever. And one of the guys comes and starts talking shit to him. Like, and he doesn't know who he is. He just knows he's some like sergeant, whatever. Higher ranking. Yeah. Higher, you know, some sergeant. We're just PSCs. And the guys start, and Wang starts, you know, mouthing off at him, being a smart ass. And then, uh, and I'm just like, yes, yes. You know, I'm in the back, <laughs> like, this is our entertainment. You know, we don't get to go to the movies, you know, so, and then the sergeant, you hear the number one thing, oh my god, it's one of these, like, oh, uh, you gotta roll your eyes at it, but the sergeant is like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Like, that kind of shit. 
Wang really just has this attitude, like he's, his shoulders are shrugging. He goes, "You're uh, your sergeant. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> <laughs> and he flicks his name tag. <laughs> and then, like, I'm just like, um, I'm looking from like as a just like as a you know bystander, and the guy's flipping out, like, "What? What the f- like? Oh, how can you know? Like, it's <laughs> you really don't, especially in the Marines, you don't you don't see that too often. But oh my god, who's the fuck's your commanding officer? You know, shit like that. Yeah. It was like, and he just walks away. Like ah oh, whatever, and I remember when he got in trouble, uh, the captain's like talking to him and us and asking us what happened. And I'm like I, I wasn't there, so I didn't see. You know you gotta you're just doing your thing, and and Wang's the captain starts laughing like I heard the story, dude. You, and he's and the captain's just like you can't do that, you can't do that. That guy that guy wasn't with us, so he oh, didn't okay. know who it was. But uh, the captain like you can't do that, man. Just get just, just like keep to yourself, mind your own business, stay out of everybody's way, do what you're told, and shut up, and we'll be fine. He's like, yes, sir, yes, sir. You know, that kind of thing. But uh-huh. it was the funniest thing, like, uh, the, just seeing this guy go out of proportion, out of board, like, what? Oh, like, his head wanted to explode. Like, how can you talk to me like that? <laughs> yeah, that's something you've seen in a movie. Huh. That's something, that, yeah. Wang's that guy, though. He, he was hilarious. There's a lot of funny stories like that. But I'm assuming, so that's the same way. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. But he, it's funny, though. The way he is, like, he don't, like, carry himself at a job like that, because you know what I mean? It's not somewhere you really care for. Domino's, like, I've seen the people, like, I've worked at a different store before. Yeah. And I see people, and it, it just gets me mad how serious they take their job. Especially um, for, like, like little bullshit places. Yeah, like, yeah. you're getting paid minimum wage, and you're over here caring. I mean, I understand you got to care a certain, certain amount, but, man, Well, I, the way I always felt about it, like, look, you can do your job, and you can be, like, uh, yeah. You can you can do your job, and you can be, uh, like, hold yourself to a high discipline. And, like, I mean, I was always the same way. I was hard work ethic, whatever, and, and I made it to managers and supervisors all the time, but at the same time, I'm not, make, I'm not making a big deal when, like, oh, shit, like, we didn't take accountability, or, like, let's say for, like, most jobs, like, oh, the, we didn't measure this ice cream, you know, I'm not gonna make a big deal, I mean, who yeah. gives a shit, it's not a big deal, as long as I'm doing my shit correctly, you know, it's, it, it's nothing to worry about, as opposed to those people who are making a big deal, not only out of their shit, but they're, like, looking over your shoulder, and they're like, oh, you know, and they're trying to tell you something. I'm like, hey, man, mind your own fucking business, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll do me, you do you, you know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I came on my show, I just, you know, man, you love pizza, guy. <laughs> managers treat you like shit, but you swipe their ass. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't have that, man. So, uh, so what you been up to lately, aside from working a lot? Anything, any cool hobbies you do, anything like that? Aside from just um, drinking? <laughs> well, actually, I used to like gaming, too, but... Uh, I kind of started away from gaming because right now, honestly, like I got a PS3, PS4, and I used to be sick hardcore. But yeah, it was only cool when all my friends were playing, and then now, like we all like we all separate. But as long as we're getting older, we're all like separating, doing our own thing, our own lives. Yeah, it happens, man. Yeah. So like a lot of our hobbies that we have, which is you know gaming together, yeah, like, Call of Duty or something like that, it just died out. So like now, right now, I see myself like trying to find myself a new hobby. Yeah. But as right now, I mean. You know, the older you get, the less you have, like, time for, like, the, the little shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, gaming, though, I, I never really got in too much into it. So I was never in that world as much as you guys were, you know? But what were your main games? You said Call of Duty, like Halo or anything like that, too? Uh, I stayed I stay loyal to PlayStation. So. PlayStation? <laughs> so only places, no Xbox? <laughs> no Xbox. I mean... There's only one game I actually really liked in Xbox, and that was uh, Gears of War. Is there that community between, like, gamers? You know, like, oh, oh he's an X-Boy guy. Oh, he's a, he's a PlayStation dude. Yes. Like, stay away yes. from him. Really? This is so much segregation. Very territorial? Yeah. Like, I make fun of Xbox. Man, like, you guys are nerds. No, I'm just kidding. I used to be like, yeah, everybody would be like, call him Xbox K60 or whatever. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, they have good games. The 
just not prefer PlayStation. Right, all right, that's cool. All right, so uh, <clears throat> anything cool happened to you for the week? You guys have seen any cool movies or anything? Uh, actually, uh, I have a jailbreak fire stick that's done low. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't watch anything online lately. I've been just flipping through movies and I actually found a couple of good ones. Like, actually, I didn't, I didn't really think much about the new Genesis movie that I was. Uh, Terminator. Terminator. Oh, I didn't mind it. I like, I liked it better than Rising of the Machines. I'll say that. I, I gotta admit, it was pretty good. Yeah, you liked I, it. I, you know, I was like skeptical about, you know, you know, what's his name? Uh, Terminator. What's that dude? Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's his name? How <laughs> your former governor? How dare you? Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is a living legend. I'll tell you that right now. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> I don't want to see him old. You know, like I'm used to him being all like yeah, younger yeah. looking. How they brought him up in this movie looked really good, man. I, I really, thought so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought the special effects on there or makeup, whatever. Yeah. Whatever they used to make him look like back in the eighties or whatnot. Mm -hmm. They're on point. They, they've been doing a lot of that lately. Like, uh, whether have you seen Ant Man yet? Have you guys seen Ant Man? No, yet? I haven't seen no? it yet. No. Uh, mm -hmm. they made Michael Douglas recently look as young as he did in Basic Instinct. Like, really? Yeah. Really? Like, it, it was weird because he was next to uh, um, like in the, the character Peggy Carter. Who is, uh, you know, naturally young, but in this scene she's playing an older version. Because she was, like, in the Captain America movies, right? Oh, so okay. she's set in the old times. And they're doing a flashback scene to, like, the 80s or something where she's playing, like, an older woman of herself. Okay. And her her makeup, her makeup, her special effects makeup for being, for, to make her look older looked right. more fake than the CGI makeup to make, uh, the CGI to make uh, the, um, Michael Douglas look younger. <laughs> really? So, yeah, yeah, it was really, really interesting. But yeah, he looked young. He looked good, and uh, I just that you know they're they're from what I saw, you're gonna be able to see a lot more of that now. Like we're you know like Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger be able to do, re reprise older roles without it looking too weird or goofy. You know the oh, way the, right. yeah without being aged. Right, right, right. Without like you're really trying to pull that off. Like you just you know like it's another direct right. sequel. No, <laughs> nobody. Yeah. I really hope they do that for Harrison Ford in New Star Wars. Oh he's, well, he's, uh, he he looks you know, he looks too old right now. Man. Why? Pretty over the hill, but I seen the trailer. He looked. He didn't look Han Solo bad. will always be Han Solo. Yeah, I don't care how old he is. He's cool as shit. Yeah. I saw him in Expendables three. Yeah. And I was like, man. Hey man, that's just you know. So you got to face morality, more uh, mortality, but dude. It, you know, it happens to all of us. Yeah, that's true. It's gonna happen to you, you know. Uh, ride that wave as long as you can, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's not a big deal. I don't mind my my people getting older. Let them do their thing, and they're aging. They're aging good. It's not like they're not capable. You know, that's what you don't want to see. You don't want to see someone who is not capable still try to do it. Like hey, you know. Christopher Reeves, like Superman in the wheelchair. Well, actually, that was that was a really old age. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's a bad that's reference. More, sorry about that. That's more handicapped. Lowe hates handicapped people. Everybody, no, I can't. Well, what is <laughs> I mean, they have the best parking spots in the world. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true. I I just heard someone uh, like on a on a radio show recently uh -huh. saying that they uh, you know like shit you thought when it was younger that doesn't go, that doesn't play out anymore. Like uh, she used to think that the handicap spaces were like the wheelchair they're sitting in in the little blue pictures were actually toilets. So those spaces were for people who had to take a shit really quick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you got to keep in mind, keep, uh, try to look at it from like a five-year-old's point of view. Because she said she was like that young when she was <laughs> when she was talking about that. <laughs> it's crazy when you, like, how you see things when you're young. Yeah. I, I remember um, when I was little, I used to really think that the world was black and white back in the day. Oh, you mean uh, like the old World War II footage or anything before the yeah, color TV? Yeah, before, before color TV. And I, and I remember I asked my mom, hey, where did all this color come from? Like... 
Because yeah. I assume like your eye, your spectrum, your visual spectrum you know, increased. You know what I think it was? I forgot this movie. It was in black and white, and then they were they were flipping out because color started coming into the movies. Um, was it Oz? I remember. I remember there was a one black, one little black and white TV was. Having, oh, Pleasantville. There you go. Oh, very nice. That's I, what you're thinking of. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, added more to it. But I was thinking like, man, I was like, I love Lucy. Like, that, I didn't live with <laughs> no color back in the days. Like, it amazed me. Like, were they like? Was everything black and white? You know uh, what? Actually, uh, I mean, it's funny because you're that's a little kid mentality, but you're not wrong. Because I was reading this book uh, recently where they're talking about how certain colors didn't exist until, or maybe they always existed, but you didn't have a description of uh, a description or vernacular for them, so you didn't have that color to identify nice. Uh, Lowe's been trying to pull the cork off this wine bottle for like Sorry, the last five to six minutes <laughs> without uh, a corkscrew, using like some kind of nail. Some yeah, kind of I, nail and I found this thing online about how to like get a corkscrew out like, yeah. if you don't have a corkscrew, you know? <laughs> so yeah. there's ways in a garage you can find just about anything to make it happen. You yeah, know? but that's he just barely got it. That's the pop you just heard, oh. so like <laughs> it worked up a sweat. It was really distracting because we we're trying I'm trying to keep the show going when talking to Brandon and Lowe's literally like <laughs> I'm struggling. This, this guy in the background, like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> piece of shit cork. It's man. straight up like a Saturday Night Live sketch or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant in the room. Yeah, right? something like that. Uh, Sorry about that. Well, so we were talking about like uh, visual descriptions. Yeah. So because they didn't have like a back, uh, like the way they figured it out is like any book that predated, um, I'm just saying around like 900 AD or whatever, you know, like they, they looked at books from like the Iliad or the Odyssey, you know, things like that. And there's no, in the description of, they didn't have a, uh, they didn't have a name for the color blue because they described the oceans being like the color of wine or blood and things like that. Or they describe the sky being the color of blood or white or red wine or whatever. So, and I think what else? Like gold wasn't. Uh, they couldn't describe. You know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, because they didn't have a name for it, they did. The your eyes didn't identify with your brain. It, it had something. It was really, really interesting. Uh, I gotta look it up, and so I can have a so I can come back here with more knowledge and just half I'm making up oh, from what I remember half I remember half I'm making up the rest and that's all I got sometimes man. yeah that's not what this whole body is about you know but yeah it was really really interesting so like oh so most visual colors uh, just because you don't have a description for it mentally that it does your mind doesn't even place it for there and like I think another example they brought up were the directions I've, I've talked to you about this the directions for left and right like they um, there's a tribe in Australia uh, I, don't, I don't remember Aboriginal yeah, I mean, it was Habri- I don't remember the specific name of the tribe oh okay but uh, they said that they didn't have a description. They didn't have the words left and right didn't apply to them. So they described everything in direction, like north, west, east, south. And because of that, they uh, they did because the, they, they gave everything by from the beginning, from the, you know their age, but everything by dr- specific direction. Like oh, that's uh, ten feet southwest of this instead of oh, that's to your left a little bit back there. Mm. They had perfect. They had per- you could drop them literally anywhere, like in the middle of the forest, and they had a perfect sense of direction. They could hmm. tell you exactly how far they are away from something. And their mind developed that just based on how their, um, you know, their vocabulary, basically. Right. Yeah, and I uh, wasn't, I think there was one more I forgot, but they, they just things like that, you know, there's studies that if you introduce something or you block out something else, your mind overcompensates, right. basically, for anything. Yeah. Like the way they say, you know, people that lose, like, hearing or sight, the other senses become yeah. heightened. Well, I think that is more of, like, your brain, brain yeah. forced to... Adapt. It's basically just your brain, um, like, I think we've talked about it before with the guy with the... The clicking sound. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what the? Hell? Yeah, I remember. Fuck. Actually, I remember you trying to think of the name last time too, and you thought about it later. I, uh, but it's a form of sonar. Where yeah, they, yeah, right. And uh, the guy, he, he literally, like, his mom didn't want to. Uh, 
like let him walk with a stick, a blind, or just treat him like a handicap. He, okay. So he, she let him like run in the shit all the time, oh, <laughs> and the little kid was forced to you know um, kind of develop a, a type of the way bats here or dolphins or you know a type of sonar like a Daredevil location? actually location yeah like just the way uh, <laughs> Daredevil sees. So he he started doing these clicks with his tongue, and then like he could bounce off the echo uh, echo relocation to him, and he'd tell him what's in front of him. And then there's echo like, location, echo location, and then there's videos of him literally like riding a bike around the neighborhood, and he's blind, you know, shit yeah. like that. So yeah, it, it's really interesting, like what your mind forces to over. Not only does it compensate, but it overcompensates for something, and it right. gives you like an extra ability. He's a human dolphin. Basically. Yeah, right. yeah, well, yeah. And then, uh, oh, okay. Speaking of actually. <laughs> I wanted to come um, like I said old Saturday Night Live sketch or something oh right you recently found your like 90s mixtapes oh yeah <laughs> of just I like, recorded uh, Mad TVs and SNLs and just a whole bunch of random stuff cause well, that's what was my life on a Saturday night is watching TV man uh, and I remember watching a lot of those and you had I don't know well over a hundred right of those tapes recorded uh, I don't I mean I don't know about a hundred but I have quite a few well I'm just looking at some of these right now Oh, I mean, that's, like, a lot of the stuff that my dad started. But um, I remember, well, like, it was any time, like, when we'd come to hang out, like, or, like, oh, you know, what would, it's funny, because I always ask myself, like, it's hard p- picturing my life, what was his life before you started drinking? Like, what would you do to hang out with your buddies or whatever? I remember one of those things, like, we order, either we order uh, uh, pizzas from Little Domino's, or from Little Caesars, uh-huh. Little Domino's, from Little Caesars, or it was the time when it was 39 cent cheeseburgers from McDonald's. <laughs> And we get a bunch of them. We'd come swim at the pool, and we just pop in those those tapes with like random fucking SNL sketches or. Magic I remember sketches. that. I do yeah. remember that. Hey man, those, High school days, man. Those thirty nine cent cheeseburgers did me wrong. Dude, dude, we'd go. We'd get like, oh, can I have forty of these? Yeah. Oh, cause you remember we can only you can only get like like two, I think. Like, I, no, I'm sorry. Uh, there was like a max of like yeah. was it twenty no, each at it, a time. It, it was something at a time. Yeah, yeah. So I remember uh, Mondo, one of our other cousins. And you told me that they would have to go in shifts. Like, yeah. somebody goes gets that first round, gets the limit, then somebody else will go and get, like, another Oh, round. yeah. Oh, yeah, because we tear, we tear through those oh, pretty man. well. Yeah, dude, I remember uh, one time we were here swimming, and then I had, like, I think I ate, like, six or eight, man. I remember I ate a lot. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And then I remember I got home, I'm outside, like, Lads and sleep over, or Junior's and sleep over, and they yeah. said, no, fucking threw up all over the place. Oh, like, man. All over, uh, um, fucking Blados? Nah, I'm somewhere in my house, I don't remember, but I just knew that I slayed those things too fast. Like, what can you can you do with a 39-cent deal? Yeah, you can become gluttonous. Do you think that's what's wrong with America, gluttony? No, I'm kidding. That's not even what I wanted <laughs> I to say. <laughs> uh, gluttony is when you overeat. Oh, really? When you eat just to eat, even though when you're not hungry, that kind of thing. Just anything. Uh, overdo anything. Too much. Yeah, overdo yeah. anything, yeah. Uh, excess. Excess is basically what it means. Uh, any of those sketches that you brought up, uh, like, I mean, you're watching, th- 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 bring up any, like, memories where, like, damn, I remember the first yeah, time I saw that shit like that. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. there were some that were very memorable just because I thought they were so funny. Was anything dated for you, or did it still make you laugh just as much as it did the first time? Uh, there were a couple of things that, you know, did have that effect, and then at the same time, you know, just judging by the way everybody looks. It, w- it wasn't so much lingo or anything like that, because uh-huh. that's, I mean... The way people talk is pretty much the same. No, but I mean dated as in fact like the humor doesn't hit that same anymore. Oh, uh, very nineties ish. Like just uh, it doesn't does it wouldn't hit anymore. Like something like Chevy Chase falling off the ladders wouldn't hit as much as it did back in the seventies and eighties. Just because it was very relevant to the time. Yeah. Well, just the, you know how humor mm. switches and shifts. Yeah. No, I get you. Was there anything you. like that, or was it still just as funny? Uh, I think because I was watching some of these before, and it was still a lot of those like, oh shit, like yeah, this is really same. funny, yeah. You know, uh, I think just because it's like watching it for the first time after like I don't know how many years. Yeah, it was just like almost kind of like uh, hitting like a home base or something. You know, uh-huh. I'm just like enjoying it just because 
Like, oh, I remember this. I remember that. Nostalgia factor. So yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just, like, kind of taking it in. But I think if I were to just, like, keep on watching it, you know, like, over, like, a set period of time, I'd be like, eh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It's just thought. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, for now, like, I get a kick out of everything, you know? Are there any, uh, uh, Brandon, are there any, like, 90s things that you were... Because you were, shit, man, like, before you were 10, you were in the 90s. You were born in 1991? Yeah. So, you were growing up when that was your child, early childhood. Anything, was there anything you remember anything from there? Six and up. Yeah. So, you know, by the time I was like, maybe 11, 12, that's, like, early 2000s. But within those 90s, I remember a lot of it. So, what do you remember being, like, f- laugh out loud funny or fucking action cool shit like that? Ooh, action and funny. Um... I have to say The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Oh, okay. King of the Hill. Um, honestly, even though uh, the Seinfeld was airing, I yeah. didn't really like much of it, but when I gave it a chance, I oh, for like the sick, the I actually could catch on to the jokes. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a little bit more of an adult joke than it is for kids. Yeah. But, you know, it actually made me laugh. Like, Yeah, I remember when the last episode aired, I remember because I used to watch the show, it was shit, man. I think I was in middle school, eighth grade, so like 99 when the last episode yeah. aired, I think. And, yeah, so I was, yeah, so I remember, so you must have way, you know, your shit, like, fourth grade, third grade. I don't think you would get any of those jokes. Yeah, or, like, but some things I couldn't, I would laugh, like. Yeah. But, I mean, as a kid, you know, my attention span was a little bit different. <laughs> Do you think the shows that, you watch any cartoons now with little sisters or anything like that, that you're like, oh, this isn't, like, shit, like, when I was a kid or anything like that? Actually, when I was younger, I would watch Spongebob with my sisters, and to be honest, uh, some of that stuff was inappropriate. I'd be like, man. Yeah. <laughs> What are these guys thinking of? They create SpongeBob, like showing his ass and shit like that. Like, yeah, some his, of the humor, especially with uh, what's his name, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick was raping uh, the squirrel. I remember yeah, that no, one. I don't That's know. It's not appropriate. Like, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, consent 100 percent all the way, every time. But overall, <laughs> what I remember back in the '90s, I would say like The Simpsons. Any, anything that's funny, like I'll watch like action as wise. I'll be like the weapon movies. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I like all that stuff. So. Actually, I'm gonna say this: '90s. Even though I was still like really young, yeah. I would say it's probably the best time of anything. I mean, that's I definitely feel that way for me. I mean, uh, I was born in '85, so I was right in that niche where right. you, you know you're a teenager, you're adolescence basically, oh, same, where man. everything's like, oh. And I think like shit, yeah, the '90s were fucking cool. They had the coolest movies at the time. Um, nah, I don't know, man. 2000s were up there too. I gotta say, I don't know. cool, but you know, like even though I was talking low the last week. Um, Talking about music when we're talking about rock. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I like hip hop mainly first, and then rock's my second. Like, I, I'm not like I don't like any like any other type of music. I like rock and hip hop. Yeah, but it's different now. You can. Oh well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, nineties, '90s rap was. I, there's, it was a shit. It was as much as like they like, had more to say then than they do now. Right now, it's just about about the beat, hoping hoping that your your rhymes match with the beat or something like that. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely it's more. It became more pop. You know everything, but I just remember like what the '80s metal was to metalheads. That's what '90s rap is to like you know people who love hip hop. You know, yeah. it, it was the time where I think it hit its zenith because you know the '80s, late '70s, '80s is when it started and it was starting getting really better. But the '90s really when it's found its niche, when it's found its groove, when it was like it was established as no longer a fad. Because up until then you didn't know, you know, it was like disco. They said everybody said it's like, yeah, it'll go away. It's not gonna, it's mm-hmm. not here to stay. That kind of shit. Nineties when it's kind of like, oh no, they're here to stay, and it was coming out with really, really great, authentic shit. And then really you started kind of going, I want to, you know, I, I don't know if it's old, but you're twenty four and you're young, and you know, because now I, I feel it's just become more. Not that it's not enjoyable. There's definitely um, somewhere like, oh, that's a catchy song. 
but it's 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 rare to find shit that's just like damn that shit's tight the way like pop used to make me feel or Nas you know like the way like damn this damn that's some fucking tight lyrics or that's poem that's poetry right there mm-hmm. I don't really find that anymore in today's you know hip hop world uh, to me to me it's the same the same songs I hear on Power One Hundred Six or the same songs I hear on Kiss FM and that never used to be the case you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah like I was telling him like music back then is not the same as it is now because like. I can I can listen to '90s music like if K Rock plays like the '90s. Yeah. Like like was it? Flashback one. Yeah. Some yeah. Whatever that. it is. I can listen to it, but anything new right now, give me five seconds in it, we'll change the station right away. Like right. I just can't. Like, yeah, I mean I don't I, I don't maybe it's different for rock music or for um, you know like K Rock music because there's a lot of more I find it more enjoyable than than I used to for a while like uh, it's definitely become a little bit more like I don't want to say hipsterish but there is a little bit more of a it's like a trend or a fad. Uh, well, it ain't bad though. Like you know, I mean, you'd consider Mumford and Sons, you know, today's music, and they're not bad. They're they're okay. It's nothing that I go pay fifty bucks to see my concert with. Right. But there's really hardly anything I'd pay that much to go see in concert nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know? It's because I think my 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 uh, impression of music itself has gone down significantly, and it's just it's, so now I don't have anything to a higher expectation. I'm like, oh, that mm. sounds awesome. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. You know, now it's everything's that. Never, nothing past that. And I do like a lot of new music now. You know, I, I don't mind it at all. I find it, I find it pretty cool, pretty decent. Right. But that's just because my expectations are way lower now, as opposed mm. to in the '90s, where like, dude, this is the best song. Dude, man, who fucking is gonna, not gonna tell you the Smashing Pumpkins? You know. Oh, definitely. Who's not gonna tell you? Know like, uh, you know, uh, Sonic Youth had a new. You know, these songs were awesome. You know, Jane's Addiction. You know, the, the, to me, these the songs like. The, everything that came out of that, and you know, maybe it's just because you're just getting into it, or I was, you know, I'm mean, a few years into music at that time, and it was like, oh my god, like everything is taken, like, oh, give me more, give me more. It's like a brand new, uh, the first time you're introduced to ice cream, you know, to go back on that, like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this is my new favorite flavor. Oh shit, I love this oh, flavor right, now. Right, like, right, oh, right. give me more, give me more. You know, I want to try it all. And then once you try ice cream forever, like, oh shit, yeah, that's cool. You know, that's a yeah. that's a cool new flavor. But you're yeah. already kind of tainted, to right? Music. You know, you, as you think, to like a newbie. Yes, exactly. So maybe that had more an effect to it for me, the way that I feel about music now, as opposed to maybe it's maybe that's what the effect of getting older is. You're just more desensitized to things just because you've been exposed hmm. to everything now. Okay. So nothing's you don't have that brand new feeling anymore. Or maybe right. you know it's kind of the same. Kind of been you, there, done that. Unless something new comes along at some point that really kind of gets you. But it's kind of the same as dating. Like, you know, kind of the same as dating when you find a new girl or you're, you're like, oh, super excited. After you've been the same girl, she's not any different and you guys still love it. But, you know, they, it, but you're desensitized to the whole, you know, you're going out. Like, oh, I've, I've met people all the time. You're, you're, hard, you're less inclined to find someone else who's going to hit you over the head and over heels, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I think it's the same thing. Once you get out there for the, initially and you're exposed for the very first time, you want all of it. You want more oh, and more, yeah. you know. You want to fall in love every three You're seconds. You're always chasing that first high and, yeah, and that you'll never get it again. I think that's the thing with music. I think we're being unfair to music because if you ask our kids now or like my daughter now who's like 10 and getting into music, like everything is, oh, that's awesome. You know, exposure, all about exposure, but at the same time, like it's brand new to her where like, oh, she's going to think this is awesome even though like, ah, uh, it was better back then. You know, that kind right, of thing. Right, right. Yeah, so. Like, um, Like, would it be also, you know, just thinking – you know, being like a teenager, you know, and like you're still like, you know, like or developing your and, mind's thinking differently. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. At least for me, you know, like I, I have like a soundtrack for just about everything. You know, when I was young, and I think <laughs> just you. because it has like a, an emotional connotation, yeah, it just sticks out that way. You know, where it's like, yeah, I can hear something like, oh, you know, like contemporary from today. I'm just like, yeah, you know, like it's all right. 
uh-huh. but it doesn't hit me the way that hit me. And I yeah. think just because you're at that level where it's just exactly. like, you know, yeah. it, like it becomes a part of you. There's like, you know, I don't think, you know, uh, any, like, it's any actually developing you. It's actually developing right. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it just becomes, you know, like part of your character or whatever it is. And uh, I think maybe unless like something from nowadays were to like, like affect me in a way where I don't know, it, like uh, it would kind of coincide with maybe like a major event in my life or something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because just like you say, you know, like everything's just kind of the, the same. You kind of like already have that, you know, with that. So anything new is probably not going to make too much of a dent. But I think identifying that is a difference to you being open-minded about it. Because you mm-hmm. don't want to be that guy that, like, oh, all music shit is shit now. All music right. sucks now. All hip-hop sucks now. You don't want to be that guy. Because, or, or I mean, so you, I, maybe you do want to be. I don't know. But I'm saying, like, I, I don't want to be that guy because I don't want to be, like, um, I'm out of the loop now. And now right. I don't know what's relevant. Just because I have, because, and it, I personally feel that in the, in my youth, that was the best time of music for, you know, right. it was. For me personally, it was. For a lot of people, it was. But like I said, that's just because I have to factor in that I'm desensitized to music now where I'm taking it as a more of a casual observer. Mm-hmm. I'm a casual observer to music Being now. Being unbiased and just take it. If it's good, it's good. As opposed to something where I wanted all of it and I'm just like, man, it was awesome. And it was awesome. But So, you know, you don't want to have that mentality. I think it's the same with anything, you know, drinking. I remember the, you know, like, oh, you know, I think I think we had this conversation before, but when we were like, you get snobby about drinking just because you open yourself to different kind of craft beers. Like it was a few years ago for me when I really started drinking dark, heavy beers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, there is a taste to this, and it was really like wine tasting, you know, where it was like, ah, oh, hmm, very sophisticated. Is, yes, absolutely. Like you know, this is a lot meatier. Oh, this is a lot thicker. Yes, I can taste this. It's like I like the, the hue. This, oh, this is a better stout. You know, like things like right, that. Right, right. And you and I remember there was a while, and then I remember for maybe for a few months it was like when anyone offered me anything light. Like oh you drink that shit and it was just like this really like condescending oh right yeah outlook at something like oh don't be an asshole very elitist you know yeah absolutely elitist yeah absolutely yeah. and you know it became like oh I don't want to oh you, uh, you drink uh, blue ribbon I don't want anything to do with you <laughs> like oh right, shut right. up dude come have a beer now it became like oh you know as opposed to or people were like oh I I, I need to teach you how to drink I, you, relax it's okay. I know, everyone's seriously. having a good time relax you know it's not a big deal or just because you like you know whatever. Uh, but I remember it became like way for you. Uh, how, how about for you, Brandon? Like, are you one of those guys where you just drink whatever the fuck you want, or? No, honestly, I'm open to everything now. Like, yeah, like me and my friends, we try different IPAs. Like, yeah, yeah. All these, I mean, anything that gets the job done. Yeah. And a reasonable taste. Yeah. We'll go at it. See, that's the difference. I think there's a reason. It's like absolutely, once you learn to appreciate it, it doesn't mean you have to look down at everybody else who's not there yet or who doesn't like to drink. They just maybe they just don't like the the heavy ones or anything. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't tell people like, oh, you drink that gay ass shit. Like, I'm not yeah. telling like. But I used to. Know. I used to do that. Be that guy, you know. So yeah. I'm not gonna say. I mean, uh, if, if, it's, fuck up, if yeah. it's a guy, you know, like some of my buddies, like they were. I mean, it comes to the territory, you know. If you're gonna be drinking apple apple cider, fucking beers, like uh, yeah, like reds, like yeah, on, like, <laughs> this, this it's pretty nasty. Yeah. Hey, let me, let that, me show like, you. It's like a, you're Aladdin the Jasmine. Let me show you a whole new world, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, do, you, do you trust me? <laughs> but over time, you know, it takes what's will get. Well, they'll get up to high gear. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You develop your palate the more you expose yourself. I, you know, I feel the way you. You should learn to appreciate a good tasting beer or a good tasting or whatever. With good tasting, you should learn to dif- uh, identify the difference between a good steak or not. You know, but. Don't look down at someone who doesn't, or don't, don't someone who's barely getting into that world, you know? Because I mean? you were there too at some point. Yeah, Everybody exactly. was a beginning, no exactly. matter how advanced you are. Yeah, like when exactly. I was a kid, and like, as, as kids when we were younger, we didn't really know what we liked, you know? We just 
drink what we could get. Like, for example, it's four locals. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, man. If you look at Cobras, now, 40s, you yeah, know. Yeah, you look at people like, Old English. Like, yeah. Garbage, man. But then now it's like, you know what? Let them pay their dues. Yeah. And when they're ready to step up to the higher place, they'll get they'll do it. Yeah, it's the same. I think it's the same with movies, too, because you're just fed garbage when you're younger. And, uh, you know, and the, the thing is that some garbage is enjoyable in a different way. But it, when you learn, you got to learn to identify. Right. You learn to identify, and then you can appreciate it in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it's shitty, but I like it still. It's, I don't think it's, like, the greatest movie ever, but, you know, you get a kick out of it. Yeah, you get yeah. Jollies, you know? Yeah, so you like it. Like, I think I was talking about this with uh, Batman and Robin, because when I first came out, and I'm a kid, and I'm obsessed with Batman... I was like, oh, I'm all about it. And then, you, you know, cut to like five years uh, later, you're like, oh, my God. Everybody's talking about how bad, how that literally killed the Batman franchise for a good long while. I'm like, what? I remember it being awesome. You know, yeah, like, I remember that it had too. Arnold in it. What? And then you look at the Mr. movie. F- yeah, Mr. Mr. In the worst puns of all time. And you look at the movie, and then it went, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. You know? <laughs> and then, like, up until, like, a few years ago, when I gave it a chance again, like, oh, man, this is so bad, it's good again. It's so <laughs> it came all the way back around with me, you know? <laughs> But it's like that for anything you do. Yeah. Uh, who who do you think? Uh, do you think there's like a like an actor that has that quality where he's able to be both? I already have one in mind, so I know that. But uh, be both what? Like uh, good and like, bad at the exact same time. Yeah. Uh, specifically, like Batman. No, or, no, no. no. What an actor, mean? an actor any who movie, is any yeah. actor. Like, like for example, if he's gonna play the new James Bond, if he's gonna be good and bad at the same time, like. Or just just every every role he does, it's uh. Um, where it's like something, it's a flip of the coin between if he's gonna be good or bad good. <laughs> you know, oh, gotcha. good, good or bad good. Do you guys feel there's anyone like that? I'm baiting mm. you because I have the perfect answer. It's, it's uh, I'm Cage. thinking it's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> he's gotta be for me the because uh, it was always between him and, and Keanu Reeves. But Keanu Reeves is like one of those guys that's awesomely bad, but it's a settle. He's you know he's more like low chill. Nicholas Cage goes for it. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> You know what? This is gonna lead us to movie talk. So let me let me get our new little uh, movie talk thing song on. All right. Uh, oh man, Nicholas Cage. I, mean, I know one movie that. Which one's that one? Broke my heart. Um, Ghost Rider. Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Song more, but okay, all right. So, Ghost Rider, why did you break your heart? Because I'll tell you this I thought it was one of his best performances of all time, really, in the bad way. Yeah, have you seen Ghost Rider 2 Spirit of Vengeance? Yeah, there's I a scene it. in that one where he's like, uh, he's creeping at the door, like, he's literally having a conversation, an interrogation with like this guy he's trying to get information from. Who's in it yet? Uh, I haven't seen the second one, okay. So, the second one, so it's too creepy, dude. Uh, right. so, oh, man. But he's trying to freak out the guy, like. I need this information. I'm a good guy, but there's a bad guy. And he's crawling up the door. You know, he's doing that shit where he's changing his intonation. Fucking, dude, this, I remember in the, being in a movie theater, looking over at Jackie with this goofy-ass smile and he's going, like, and lining my head, like, it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> this, you know, like, oh, my God. Dude, it was, it was, it was, it's one of those moments, like, you, where you're waiting for him to freak out, and it's, it's, it's oh, that's it. He that's delivers. It. He doesn't disappoint, right? Yeah. Why, why did he disappoint you that one? Well, you expected something more or something less? No, I mean, I, I never, he never looked in my eyes as a superhero type of thing, you know? Like, I, huh. I, there's people, like, there's movies when people make, make movies and they want to be superheroes. Like, I'm like, why? Like, why do you got to do this? Yeah. Like, why? I'm <laughs> compelled you to do this. I don't care how much money they offer, but why, man? Have you seen the, the, <laughs> the pictures of him in the Superman uniform when he was going to play oh, Superman? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I did. Actually, you know what? It, it looked too much like Connor, man. I, I didn't like it. 
<laughs> oh, because his long hair. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. a superhero. Connor, him is uh, what's his face? Poe, po? uh, Cameron Poe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a virginal superhero there. I love, it. I love. Yeah, when that he was does a good accents. role for him. I, I love like when he does him. accents, man. I'm just anything he does, like why couldn't you just put the bunny back in, in the, the box, box. man? He pulls it off very well. Yeah, yeah. I, I got that tattooed on me, man. Him also it. being from Long Beach as well. Yeah, that's right. He's from Long Beach. Yeah, he's one of the uh, he's one of the relatives of Coppola. Actually, he's Jason Schwartzman's uncle. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I think he's the brother or cousin to Talia Shire. Talia Shire? Here, here's oh, a tree. It's, that's Jason Schwartz's mom, right? Yeah, here, that's the tree. It's like uh, Francis Ford Coppola, obviously, who directed the Godfather movies. Then he she, he has Sofia Coppola, who directed Lost in Translation, and she was also a horrible actress in Godfather Three. Uh, the son did something too. I he's a direct co-director with Wes Anderson. Oh, okay. Yeah, he directed co-directed Moonrise Kingdom, and oh, he's nice. done some other shit too. And then, of course, you have, like, the niece is Tyler Shire. Uh, Nicholas Cage is a, is a nephew. Uh, actually, that's why he changed his name, because he, he wanted to try... Which is commendable. He wanted to make it on his own, because he's Nicholas Coppola. But he wanted to, he switched his name to Cage and tried to make it on his own, like, without the support of his family. And right, right. And he's done a pretty good job. I mean, obviously, Absolutely. he's one of the biggest stars. Yeah, you know, I like it. Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. He he's, a, he's a huge comic book dude. Uh, yeah, he named his son Kal-El. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and he has like the first issue of uh, Superman, the Action Comics number one, which what, is like five cents or something. Uh, I don't, yeah, something like that, oh, ten yeah. cents maybe, and now worth like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I think it was stolen from him, and I think he got it back though. But oh, it was wow. stolen from him at one point because he had that one, and he had Detective Comics number twenty-seven, the first uh -huh. appearance of Batman. Same what thing, worth like two. What's up? Well, who ended up stealing it from like some random person? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, no, it couldn't have been random. Someone who knew, you know. Right. Yeah, OJ. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a he's, he's in that world of uh, the Coppola family. His he's yeah, got his own line too, doesn't he? Probably. I know the Coppola has like a vineyard. Yeah, their own brand yeah. and a everything. Vineyard. A vineyard. Yeah, uh, you you remember American History X? Yeah, that's yeah. It's one of the funniest movies of all time. I actually <laughs> liked it. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was hilarious. Amazing, really, really funny. Yeah. It's just I funny. Want to see him get raped. You didn't want to see him get raped? That's the only thing I wanted to see. <laughs> when they spread the butt cheeks apart, I think that's what turned him around. Like, man, I love black people now. Oh, really? he got raped by white guys. You know that. Right? That's why he's like, he loves black people now. Like, now he sees like, man, no matter what color you are, you're gonna get fucked over by somebody. That's I don't. That what you took with the film? <laughs> that screwed like literally like the hatred out of him. <laughs> that made him change his life. When he had to do the laundry, laundry job. Like, oh yeah, that's right. It's pretty much what turned him over. Like you know, he was raised to hate black people because of what happened to his dad, but. Um, the dad from uh, Boy Meets World, <laughs> yeah. and Ethan Suplee's in that too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, Very well. Very good. yeah. actually, I just seen that um, American History X like maybe two weeks ago. It took me like four days to watch it because I watched it on my lunch break. Oh, getting Ooh. increments. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, man, thirty minutes, thirty minutes, thirty minutes. I, I, I'm, I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch that movie over and over again. I used to. Be fascinated with that movie. Uh, I thought that was one of the coolest movies. That's something about prison movies. I was, you know, like Blood and Blood Out, American Me. Those movies just really like. Let's oh, go to prison. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> was that Dak Shepard? Will Arnett? Yeah, Dak Shepard, uh, Chief <laughs> McBride. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, what you call it? I don't know. It just appeals to the. Does it appeal to that like youth? You know, that minority youth pr pr prison movies. You think or something like that. Uh, what do you mean? Just you know, the, like oh, gang, you know, it's all segregated into gangs, and this oh, this okay. part this part represents you, this part represents them, and it's all it gives so you that insight. Yeah, it, it's also segre like segre like 
society segregated because it is a little mini right. society, and they do split up into like like it's funny who you identify with most. You know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna go in there, you have to identify with them, and it's almost like a Lord of the Flies type of thing. You know, mm. just fascinating, like a like I guess psychology wise. You know, right? Uh, I remember watching that movie at the theater. I went with uh, one of our cousins, Savvy. Yeah, well, we went to go watch it over there at a. Uh, by where Cowboy is, I think they used to have a theater around there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, that's where we. It was like it. a Super Eight or something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it. I remember running into Nate Dog and Warren G. Rest in peace, Nate Dog. Yeah. Oh, say, I remember. I, yeah, you were used, there. That's right. I used to have a picture with them. Yeah, that's right. And one of my old old flip phones from like way back when. I think it's cool, man. Like, uh, like people like that from like you know, re- you know, our relatively our neighborhood, our hood. You know, the whole like five six two three one zero thing, right. where they just they still like in that. You know, obviously they could be hanging out in Beverly Hills, right, or, right, right, or Bel Air, or whatever. But they're still like true to their roots. Yeah, you know, you know like coming through. Local. Like I remember, like hearing stories where Tupac was at the swap, the Compton swap meet, oh, no, handing no. out turkeys. You know, every Thanksgiving, like shit like that. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's people really do like give back, and it's not something you're gonna see. I didn't hear about it in the news. I heard about it at school at Hamilton. You know, oh okay, like shit like that. Like oh, you know, like you just oh, you, oh Tupac, you know, shit like that. Like it's, it's cool. Like, like wow, it's it's awesome. You know, to see that pe- people like that. Give them back to their community in like a in a in a regular way, not mm-hmm. necessarily like a let's have a press conference because I'm giving a check to the, oh, right, to the right, kids right. youth of America. You know, not no, as a celebrity, but just as you know, just just as a regular dude going down. To mem- the, yeah, yeah, you know, doing their shit like that. Yeah, actually, speaking of, uh, you recently saw Straight Outta Compton, right? Oh man, I saw it earlier today. Yeah, tell me about it, man, because I've been wanting to see that for a while, just haven't had a chance. How how is it? Uh. Like, everything it lives up to everything. Absolutely, like I know, like watching, like you know, um, trailers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you know they might have like the best parts of the movie in the trailer. And you watch the movie and it's like, oh man, yeah. I could have just watched the trailer for like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Me, like <laughs> the twenty bucks it cost me for this movie. But this one, uh, uh, pretty speechless, man. Uh, it's, really, it's wow. Like all the performances were just. Um, like you know, above par. You know, it was yeah. just like amazing. That's awesome. Um, and you know, it was also interesting. You know, the whole story behind it. You know, yeah. like that, that's like you know was very engaging for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like how everything kind of came to be. You know, their lifestyle. Like, man, it's like almost. It's like you know, it is a biopic. Uh huh. You know, but it didn't have like this uh, like element where it's like oh, it's just Hollywood explosions and this and that. Like there was like a realism to a it. A real you story know? going on. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, just like, you know, like what they talk about. And it's like, yeah, that's the stuff that you want to see, you know, like, uh, you know, like you were mentioning hip hop, you know, before. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, the realism of it. That's like what people wanted. And I think that's why it made such a huge impact. And it, you know, addresses that like greatly. Well, I remember, uh, like, I don't know if they go through the movie, but I remember when I was reading about how like Ice Cube used to write almost all their lyrics. Oh, yeah, they, they talk about it. Oh, yeah. do they? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, he, I don't know. No spoiler alert. I'm not trying not to give away. Because I remember from to. like, um, I think it was like Behind the Music, whatever, they were talking about how not only did he write his lyrics, all his lyrics and most of the songs, but he wrote the lyrics for Easy, for MC Ren, for Dr. Dre. And I was like, damn, man. It, it made me respect Ice Cube so much more. Because still to this day, my two my two favorite rappers of all time is still Tupac and, and Ice, Cube. Ice Cube. And if you can't fuck with old Ice Cube, you can't fuck with his old, you know, his songs. You know, fuck, man, you know, this. after he split from NWA, all that shit was just like, damn, this is fucking amazing. Like, man, this shit is, po-, you know, because he always had better, you know, Tupac always had said that he didn't have as good as beats as, you know, like, he always had the best lyrics, but not as good as beats. Mm. But Cube had both, you know what I'm saying? He, yeah, he, yeah, He's one of those guys. But yeah, and I, I'm, I'm interested. It definitely addresses that. all of that. That's awesome. That's and awesome. Did, That's, it, did it talk about their colors? About the one? Like, the way they dressed, why they were black and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. 
because I remember watching a documentary that I didn't know about this, but yeah, how they influenced Raider fans because they got the colors off the Raiders, right? Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. Like, I remember watching a documentary how people were just you know they started wearing all black, you know, big confidence, yeah, hats and stuff like that. And Kings too, like, they were their their and the and LA and Kings too. Kings well, they were black and gray back in the day too. Same mm. colors as the LA yeah. Raiders, yeah. Some British Knights. Yeah, <laughs> BKs. Yeah, BKs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was like watching documentaries about that. I'm like, Damn, I can't believe that's how they influence people. That's why, uh, because of you know NWA, that's what influenced a lot of Cholos. Yeah. Like the Raiders so much because of the colors and all that. And mm-hmm. they, they their balls is gray, white, and black. Like it's crazy. Well, and and shit all over the world because I even heard um, like there's gangs in Thailand that started like represent like. They straight up dress like essays now. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're straight up finding like Filipinos or in uh, in Thailand and all the, like the Southeast East Asia that they for whatever reason the style that they're adapting from hip hop or whatever culture is like the Mexican style, the hit the essay oh, culture. Man. And they're you know they're doing the Dickies things or the, you know the whole you know that kind of thing. And for oh, whatever shit. reason it, it fits them. And uh, it, it was a pretty cool, interesting article. Like that that's for whatever they're saying they were they identify more with that mm-hmm. than they do like from black hip hop you know they, they, right. they, I guess maybe it has to do with poverty lines or whatever since you know uh, m- more it's more about flashiness I guess and for like for Hispanics it's more like shit you find at the swap meet yeah <laughs> whatever's like relatable to you so I guess that it has to do with just like poverty reasons or whatever right, but right. They, they, they identify with that in there but it, may, it all stems from you know fucking early 90s hip hop man that's that's where it all comes from just wearing shit that you'd buy at the swap meet. You know, your fucking Raiders hat, your fucking LA Kings hat. Your da- Everybody had... Back in the day, this is all the only pants ever, any any kid ever had was Ben Davis, ben Davis. Dickies, or... Uh, what was There was... Oh, Solos. <laughs> Solos. <laughs> that was it, man. That's what you grew up with. And, you know, that's what you that's what you wore. And you had a plain white tee or something like that. That's it. Yeah, but you know how you're saying about the Asians, how they were dressed up like Cholos and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was watching some documentaries. Like, I like watching documentaries. Yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. I was learning about, you know, for example, you know how we have, like, people love race cars here, you know? Yeah. They like body, like, before body kits or stuff like that, or the cars, you know, stance wheels, stuff like that. And I was watching a documentary about, in Japan, how, you know how we see in Tokyo Drift, I mean, you guys seen Fast yeah. and Furious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how people portray the cars how they should be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, all that's rip off from Japan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I started watching, like, let me see the true life, let me see the true racers and the true underground Cause here, you know, I mean, you have people that have little, like, you know, they chill at a parking lot. You can be driving home like one in the morning, and you see like twenty, yeah, shitty ass racers, yeah, <laughs> cars, whatever. I mean, but, I mean, they're trying to do their thing, but like, it's like it takes time to build. Now, you when you watch Fast and Furious movies, you know they have the little meets, and you know he's like, damn, man, those cars are all beautiful, like, yeah, 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 yeah shiny and shit, and yeah. You don't see that out here. No, you know? you're really, you see, like, uh, they might have good engines, but they're all beat up in the yeah, primer yeah, and stuff like that. Sunburnt paint, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I was watching a documentary, and like, man, it's just, you know, it's probably just Hollywood, but honestly, those people in Japan, they really got it going on like that. Hmm. They really do. Like, I, seen, I, I saw a documentary where people had a bunch of Lambos. Ordinary guys. They took their whole lives to save up for that. People that are really into cars over there, like Porsches, like, ni- like 98 Porsches. Yeah. And, you know, they really, like, they really do a lot of stuff to the car. They still put the body kit. Dedication and discipline, yeah. And mm. right now, what they have more, they really have everything flashy. Like, they got neon lights in the rims, neon lights. Are just, like, it's crazy. It looks tight. It looks like, like a little light show going on in the car. Yeah. Oh, nice. But, you know, over here, we were to have it, it looked really tacky. Uh, yeah, it would. You make fun of the guy. You look like, man, it's bicep driving that car. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> over there, like, I actually had, I respected these cars. And knowing that, like, how some people take things, like, they take a little bit of what they have and bring it here. Hmm. For those Asians, they took yeah. a little bit of what we have here, took it there, and somehow they could pull it off. Hmm. Maybe not too much to the extent where, like, they were like, hey, 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 you know, talking like that, but 
Yeah. It's certain parts of the culture, I guess. Well, Japan specifically is just one of those fascinating cultures. I, I've always one of those cultures that I've always had so much respect for, and it's something to do with like their their discipline that that's instilled in them for very early on, and the dedication that they portray. And uh, it's th- that samurai way of life, where like um, like the way they serve tea has to be in a specific way, mm. and they're and they're they're dedicated to get it right. Perfectionists, basically, a it's a culture tradition. of perfection. It's a pre- it's a it's a culture of perfectionists, and it's so so interesting, just to see how someone lives or uh, how a whole society of that lives. Like it's easy to see one person individually here. Here we're all about the the lone hero, you know. Here in America, all the movies you see is that one guy who does things uh, in a certain way, you know, or in a way that no, it's unlike anybody else. But over there, it's like a whole society of that, and it's just very interesting to see uh, a group of people that have lived their life in, in a way where, uh, where it's they, it, it's they're paying their full attention to every small detail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, Japan, one of the like, uh, any documentary from Japan, I want to watch it. You know, have you seen that Hero Dreams of Sushi yet or anything? Oh uh, no, you told me about it. Yeah, it's same thing, dude. Some guy making sushi, and he's dedicated. He becomes like a master chef. And it's and it's and it's really like as if they were learning a martial art. They they take it so serious. Where, um, you know, like Hattori Hanzo, like mm-hmm. he's the Hattori Hanzo of sushi. Maybe. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. like that kind of thing, or the dedication he brings to it, the the prayers that he gives to each one. Like that group of people is so fascinating, man. Yeah. Um, I, I saw another documentary regarding about sushi. Yeah. Um, for some reason, it's, it's the, like it was about sushi, but for some reason they went into like maybe maybe the whole majority of it was about the tuna. But oh yeah, the tuna industry. It, yeah. yeah it's, yeah, like how, you know, we're killing them and stuff like that. But yeah, anyways, no, there might not be any more left pretty soon, yeah. It's crazy to me how those people, that really, how seriously take sushi. Yeah. Like, I remember they said that you have steps where you, it's going to take yeah. you, like, a good 15, 20 years before you become a master. You yeah. You sushi. Your whole life, like, basically. You yeah, dude, to like, they said, oh, you're going to be making rice for five years. I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah, just yeah, that. You're going to be making rice for five that, years? Yeah. You're going to waste five years of your time making some sticky rice. Yeah. But, I mean, it's for, for perfection, you know I mean? I understand why they do it, but... Another thing about them that I respect about them is that, like, for example, here, we don't, we have no, like, we don't really respect our roots, as, like, we have, like, no tradition, we just do whatever we want, but over there. Well, it's the, the white culture, the American culture, American, white culture, yeah. but, actually, I was just having this conversation yesterday where, like, this generation of kids, it's, it's, what's fucked up about it is, okay, uh, reward system. This what? is, it's, it's where the reward system is. Uh, you don't give a rat the cheese before it saws the maze. Right. But this generation is full of just giving the, the rat the cheese before it saws the maze. So now there's no incentive. There's no motive. There's right. no ambition. You praise them for things that they should already... What comes as a result of that? You get a whole generation of entitlement. You get people who think that they're entitled to things that they're not because they've been growing up without with a reward system and no work ethic. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's becoming this... Like for the most part, most kids now. That's why you get the you know bad kids with no responsibility, no no even idea. You can't even threaten with any punishment because they're they gaff it off because it's just it goes it's idle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's that's where we're getting now with this today's youth. I don't even know how do you change that as a whole. I have no idea. But that it, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. That's for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Until then. Yeah. Until then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't mean to get political about it, but uh, that's our first hour in the show. But we are going to come back with a part two. This is pretty cool. I want to keep talking about it. Yeah, sounds it's good. Pretty, sounds pretty interesting. And we still got to go back, come back to Nicolas Cage because I <laughs> definitely want to talk about his whole career. Absolutely. Have you guys been seeing uh, Fiend's Facebook? No, why? Oh, my God. He's, he's, he's really into huh? He's really into uh, Facebook with uh, Nicolas Cage. Like he's, taking, he's changing his pictures. Really? Like his uh, default picture. 
is a bunch of little cuts of Nicolas Cage's face in different movies, different pictures. <laughs> what? And it creates his face. Why all of a sudden, or is it not all of a sudden? I don't know, man. He's been, it's, it's actually some pretty artful stuff. Like, I like it. Like, some of the stuff is, like, Nicolas Cage with makeup and a wig. and But it's crazy, and all his crazy faces. Like, ah. No. Uh, we'll we'll start right on that because I'm kind of like what the fuck. Okay, so um, so that's our that's our episode uh, that's our episode of the day. Um, this has been snooze and booze. Uh, I am loaf and I nope I'm not loaf. <laughs> I am Steve. <laughs> and I'll catch you on the flip side. I was gonna say this one. That's funny. <laughs> loaf, do you want to hear your outro? Or what? Oh yeah, and this is loaf saying um, keep your glass full. About time I had it. <laughs>